Welcome to Weird World. Welcome to Weird Weird World. <laughs> weird. God damn it. Weird World. Weird Weird, weird <laughs> World podcast. Weird, weird World. God damn it. Weird World, which I can't freaking say. So I'm gonna say that that's two words for me, please. Weird World. Weird okay. World. That show. Dad, shut your mouth. How the? How the? Rachel, the forgotten daughter. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Satan. <laughs> he was <laughs> never. Square. Oh. And specific- I want to be a science teacher. <laughs> Uh, and we'll have to put a picture of Aaron's bangs on our. Oh, on shit. Our- yes. Look, it's Savage. There you have it. Da, 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 da. Gentlemen, ladies, and others, we are welcoming you to another episode of Weird World. Today, this day of year 2000. I'm Dean. I'm Jack. I'm Carrie. I'm Aaron. And I'm Emma. Oh, my God. The gang's all here except missing daughter, Rachel. If you've seen her, by the way, we have posts. I'm just kidding. That's not true. That was uh, too soon. What if she really does get kidnapped now and this airs after that mm-hmm. occurs? I will have egg on my face. Yes, you will. I'll feel really bad. Yeah. T- There'd be like a little part where we say, hey, <laughs> actually, so, it's like you recorded before, so just disregard that. <laughs> Today, Carrie is going to lead us in a discussion of something both mysterious, fascinating, and a third thing, which negates my use of the word both. So, (laughs) take it away, Carrie. This is actually one of the classic tales of mystery in uh, 20th century America. Quite a popular subject matter for stuff. And rightfully so, I think, for you're, stuff. That's good. You're giving me a scolding no, look, was, which my, is why I my had to was, stop what I was saying. It was uh, uh, for good reason. This is one of my, well, I think, one of the most interesting interesting mysteries yeah. out there. Have you ever seen anything on television about it? <sighs> no, but I bet it was on like Unsolved Mysteries or something like that. They did 4,713 shows, <laughs> so I'm sure they must have covered it <laughs> at some point. Don't you think? Probably. I'm Probably. sure it was on something, Forensic Files, Date Cold line. Case, something, something, something. something yeah, something. I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, Bitch. I can't actually <laughs> oh. say. It's, at, it's called uh, The Solder Children. Mm, never heard of it. Uh, you're gonna, girl. Yes. Because you're here, really, so you're I've going to. That's surprising. Well, about Emma not and having I've, heard of it I've before. Yeah. Yeah. Of It'll sound familiar. She's a true crime bitch. Yeah. She is. <laughs> I am. She's a TCB. Start that band. Trademark. Hashtag. But there's also lots of other podcast episodes that if you're really interested, you could go listen to all the same stuff over and over again if you really wanted to. I do that. I do that too. Okay. So this is a tale about the Sauter family. Were you going to start doing the Brady Bunch theme? Yeah, were you waiting for applause? No, because it's not a happy tale. (laughs) But I'm going to go back to the beginnings of the family because I know Dean loves this stuff so much. She's going to start in Germany, 1760. (laughs) Back when they got Uh, the name Sauter because they invented the soldering iron. Maybe, maybe. Italy, 1895. Jesus. She wasn't kidding. The The barbarians are storming Rome. (laughs) The father of the Sauter family, his name is George Sauter. He was actually born Giorgio Sadu, S O D D U, Uh in Sardinia, Italy. 
1895. This is when he was born. He immigrated to the United States in 1908 when he was only 13. And when people hated Italians, right? 1908? Yeah, probably, you know. <laughs> yes, they were It was a wartime. Well, I, mean, I know, but people didn't really Not for that reason. It was like the yeah. Irish, the Russians, and the Italians. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen that movie? Yeah. 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 Like, you're new. You've seen Whoa. Titanic. You're different. You're I'm not quite... You're not as pale as we are. We don't the like mice you. Movie. And you're Catholic. Far and away? No, fuck off. Well, the interestingly enough... Oh, Five Goes West. Are you thinking, <laughs> seriously? Five Goes West is your... No, I'm talking about like the gray mouse detective. Oh, in that. okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. My bad. I didn't know it was the historical drama. Well, in that, the there's a music... Detective. <laughs> there's a scene in which they talk about, because it's in New York City, yeah, and they're like, there's right. German, Russian, and Italian mice. It okay. is educational. Talk. Yes, no. No, the great mouse detective, Gangs of New York, were the two, I think, leading <laughs> dramatic re- and far away recreations of 19th century. Stop it! Just shut up. And probably Brooklyn, even though I've not watched it. The movie oh. Brooklyn, oh, okay, yeah. the, the Academy like, Award-winning movie. I've seen half of it, and it's really good. Yeah, Saoirse. I've fallen asleep to it trying so to watch wonderful. it. I loved it so much I fell asleep. So anyway, interestingly enough, he was traveling with his older brother. Yeah. And uh, when they got to Ellis Island, the brother decided, eh, I'm not going to stay, and just immediately turned around and went back oh, to Italy. Lord. What a dick move. What I a would, psych. And I left his 13-year-old brother oh, in a dick. foreign country all alone. Wow. wow. I'd root, do that. I'm, I'm rooting for this you. guy, George. I hope nothing bad happens to him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so then I'm guessing maybe right then he changed his name or his name got changed. That happens a lot. At yeah, right? Ellis Island. Yeah. I'm George, you know, Saturday. Oh, you're George Saturday. It was Next. Sadu. Mm-hmm. Don't ruin it for me. Sadder. Don't ruin it. The reality. I know. It's truth. So he initially was working on the Pennsylvania ra- railroads, not the radio, the railroads. <laughs> and um, radio. he carried water and supplies to the laborers. Because he was a 13-year-old kid. Oh, okay. Really? I'm surprised they didn't actually have him do it's labor. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> How was he not in the coal mines? <laughs> well, he later moved to Smithers, West Virginia, where, in fact, they Ugh. do have coal mines. How the fuck would you go there? Because that's where Smithers is from, Montgomery Burns' uh, assistant. <laughs> At first, for work, he was a driver, and then he... <laughs> At 14. <laughs> he probably. And then he decided he wanted to start his own trucking company, which he did, and they hauled dirt for construction and then later freight and coal. You've been fucking around with... You're going to give us a background. Yeah. Just, okay. It's good to know. Yeah. Right. Right. No. This tells you the kind of person he was. Uh, he was honest, hardworking, okay. ambitious. Italian. You know, he went from a 13-year-old immigrant who didn't speak the language to owning his own trucking company. In two and years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like... What? I said in two years, but I doubt it. I don't know the timeline. He's a 15-year-old magnate. <laughs> and in West Virginia, he met a girl named Jenny Cipriani... Also an Italian immigrant. Wow, what a coincidence. She came over from Italy when she was three. I think... um, Working in the coal mines. This area of West Virginia had a little community of Italian immigrants. Okay. They've all gone now. Um, Honestly. (laughs) Little Italy of West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. She, Jenny, uh, he met her. She was working at a little store called The Music Box, which was owned by her parents. I'm guessing they sold music boxes? Sure. Or sure. maybe sheet music? I don't know. Do, you do your research. I did. Wow. Find out. I did not look it up. Damn it. They got married, and they had 10 children. Count them 10. Between 1923 and 1943. Do you really want us to count 10? 
Or can we just assume? Do they have five sets of twins? No. Nope. That's they had up. three sets of triplets and one oddball. Nope. Let's assume they did. They're just All single. No octomoms. Oh, and then they settled in Fayetteville, West Virginia. I've heard of it. Yep. Yeah, in Appalachian Town. Oh, this was a town that had a small uh, active Italian right. community. Appalachian. Appalachian. Really? I think so. Appalachian. Okay. Say it right, asshole. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I feel like I've heard people uh, be like, oh, my God, it's Appalachian and Appalachian. You've heard people actually say that. Yes. No. Oh, my God. Oh, on Twitter, probably. <laughs> no. Your parents are cousins. I don't want to fucking hear <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. Don't discriminate. Cousins, I wish. Nope, they're brother and sister. It's Appalachia. Appalachia, okay. I'm it's pretty cool. sure. Okay. So, right? I, don't, I literally <laughs> just said uh, Hashtag don't give a shit. They were a very uh, respected middle class family oh. in Fayetteville, West Virginia. Nothing said, ever ends well that starts with that I sentence. Know. Yeah. Said one county magistrate. One faithful night in. <laughs> I'm okay. Trying to imagine, like the like Dateline special on this, like you didn't conjure it. Uh, <laughs> you ran out of steam fast. There. George had strong opinions, and he voiced them Ooh. about everything from business to current events to politics to sheep. But he never talked about his youth in Italy, or mm-hmm. what happened in Italy, or why he left, why he came to the United States. Well, that was all a mystery. I mean, I think tons that of was. We're leaving. It's just a. I know. Poverty and, and I think that was also kind of common back in those days. People didn't dwell on the past, and they didn't talk to their children about hmm. the old days like we do now. We didn't yeah. dwell on the past. I, I appeared when I was good thirty. Old days. And <laughs> <laughs> Until then, you need to know nothing. So that brings us to Christmas Eve, nineteen forty-five. Christmas oh. Eve, nineteen forty-five. Okay, how about it? No. Nine of the ten children were home. The oldest son, I think he was the oldest son. I don't know. I forget what his name was. He was he eleven. Was, he was Joshua. off in the army. <laughs> he was off at his business. So. <laughs> he was in the army. Okay. Um, the kids that were home, the oldest is named John. He was twenty-three. Oh wow. On down to the youngest yeah, child. The, the dad is like 50. Sylvia now, was right? two. What? Oh, wait. No, if he came here. He was 50. Okay. Yeah, he was right. born in 1895. 1895. Math. <laughs> she's good. She's Emma good. did it. She said it took that whole time for her yeah. to no, figure out. She was, went through the years. Okay. 1895. No. 96, 97. <laughs> when you guys were surprised that he was 23, I was like, it makes sense that he's older because he's older in those days. Uh, Okay. No. no. <laughs> yes, it makes sense in my head. I was just now like figuring out time <laughs> and aging. No, you guys just don't Such care. Erin can get out her calculator and figure it out for you. <laughs> I, I figured it out. I don't know why you guys. She did earlier. Emma has object permanence. What do you mean? <laughs> okay. Hello. Okay. Christmas Eve, the oldest daughter who was home was Marion. She was 17, and apparently she had a job. So Nine with kids. With her spare, with her <laughs> money that she earned from her job, she had bought some Christmas gifts Aww. for her brothers and How sisters. Sweet. Very nice of her. And so, on Christmas Rachel would do that for you guys, but you wouldn't do that for Rachel because you're terrible. I don't have a job. Well, neither does yeah. she. So she yeah. actually probably wouldn't. Uh, so it was Christmas Eve. Marion brought the presents, and like a lot of families do, they were able to open some of their presents on Christmas Eve, which they did, and that they wanted to stay up and play with the presents. Mom and Dad, George and Jenny, wanted to go to bed. Yeah, then Santa won't come. So, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Idiot kid. So Marion volunteered to stay up with the kids while they were playing, and the mom and dad went to bed, 
two-year-old Sylvia slept in the parents' bedroom. Is, so there, is there a bedroom upstairs, the parents? Yes. Okay. So they took Sylvia upstairs with them. And then uh, John, the 23-year-old, and George Jr., who was 16, shared a room. They decided to go up to bed. And um, and then the other kids, Maurice, who's 14. Wait, Mar- George Jr. is at least the third son? Yes. He's like, oh, shit, I knew I was forgetting something. God <laughs> damn it. Let's do it now. Okay. The other kids that <laughs> stayed Mom away. Mom doesn't give a shit about your riff. <laughs> no, you see that? You see that? Like, okay. Oh, here okay. for facts and facts only. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Don't make me go back further in Maybe history. Maybe they just couldn't think of a name. Like... Could, George, okay, Carrie. George, Carrie, John. Carrie. Did you know, Mama? No, <laughs> no. What? No. Just go. <laughs> Wasn't my point. She kills Joe. Okay. A- Maurice was fourteen. Martha was twelve. Lewis is nine. Jenny was eight, and Betty was five. Those are the kids that stayed up, and then Mary and the seventeen-year-old stayed up with them. You clearly did not give me a chance to write that down. Boy, <laughs> don't write it down. She'd be a great college professor. Yes. No. Yeah. Too fast. That's the so, joke. So they opened their presents. You just killed the joke. <laughs> I did. I, I carried that joke. At 12. Rachel, that joke. Sorry, <laughs> Rachel. Okay, Mama, let her speak. <laughs> Poor Mom. 1230 in the morning. Yeah. So it's technically 12. Christmas now. Oh, so Ooh. sad. Christmas. Phone rings. Oh. Phone rings. The phone rings and wakes up Jenny, the mother. She gets up and answers it. Some woman is on the phone asking for a name that Jenny doesn't recognize. She can hear laughter and like glasses mm. blinking in the background, so she's calling from a party or something. A bar. And Jenny says... Christmas <laughs> <laughs> Eve pub crawl. So Jenny says, you know, you have the wrong number and hangs did she, up. Did she, did she say, what's up? Oh, my no. God. Because if so, it was 1994. <laughs> she was calling for the future. I know. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jenny also noticed at that time that all of the downstairs lights were still on and the curtains were open and the front door was unlocked. Oh. She wait, saw, wait, wait. That I'm going to have to write down. It was so, 1945. Curtains open. Curtains open, doors unlocked. Doors lights on. Lights on. All bad. And it's like 12 in the morning. Yes. The lights are on. Kids should be in long in bed. And what was the third thing? Doors Door open or unlocked? Doors unlocked. unlocked. Doors unlocked. Or were, were doors front unlocked door. and open? By Death Cab for Cutie. <laughs> I did it just to piss off Jack. Marion had fallen asleep on the sofa, and she just assumed that the other kids had gone upstairs to bed. So only Marion was downstairs at this point. Yes, asleep on the sofa. Okay. So Jenny turned off the lights. Was she clothed? Closed Shut the curtains. Up. Matt Lauer. Locked the door. (laughs) (laughs) He just nailed me. Matt Lauer. Oh! Drag him. That went home. (laughs) Damn. And then she went back to bed. Okay. Just as she was starting to fall asleep again, she heard like a loud bang on the roof. And then, so it sounded like something fell on the roof or whatever and then rolled. Okay, so yeah. like Santa, Santa tripped. Oh my God. <laughs> you, guys are, you, know? you guys are going to feel so bad about that when you find out what happened. Then that means Santa oh, fell. Oh, I know. We, I know that like, means Santa fell out of the sleigh and rolled down no, the roof. Present. Oh my God, drunken Santa. Yeah. yeah. Drunk Santa. Santa. There you go. What's that guy? Tim Allen? Tim Allen. No, Billy, I don't Billy, like that. Those are Billy good Bob? movies. Nah, fuck Tim Allen. The food. Republican the movies. They're so great movies. The cookies. So the cookies food? Eat. That's He's weird. Yeah. I think you're talking about the green. So loud bang on the roof and something rolls Roll off. Down. Okay. Like you're too lazy. 
So he just he so missed the chimney. And yes. Like, yes. It rolls down. Like, he naps in the snow for a while. Yeah. About an hour later, oh. <laughs> he, he choked on his own vomit. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay, I'm go. vetoing too dark. this. Too dark. Mom, please save <laughs> us. <laughs> an hour later, Jenny okay. wakes up again. And so this it's, it's almost two a.m. Or do we know? It's probably pretty close. Does right? it matter? <laughs> it absolutely matters. Yeah, I would say probably more like yeah, one forty-five, one thirty, one fifty-eight, between one thirty and one forty. Let's got say it. That. Got it. Um, this time when she wakes up, she smells smoke, <gasps> heavy smoke <gasps> coming into her room. They used to call it fat smoke, but now we call it heavy smoke to be nicer. <laughs> no, it's weird smoke. Oh, my bad. It. My bad. It's just beautiful smoke. Um. <laughs> Obviously, she wakes up her husband. They, you know, try to get all the kids out of the house. John and who's the other one? George Jr. come out of their room. They grab Sylvia. They get Marion. They all go outside. And they realize, you know, George, the dad, realizes, okay, you know, the baby's here. Sylvia's here. The two older boys are here. Where are the others? And, and, um, Marion's there too. Marion's there too. Okay. So he tries to get back in the house. Um, he breaks a window to get back in, slices his arm up. Ooh, wow. Can't see anything through all the smoke and fire, which by this time it has swept through all of the downstairs rooms. I think when Jenny woke up, she discovered it looked like the fire had started in the office. I guess mm. they had a little office. And How, what they had an office, but they didn't have kids in that office. That yeah, could how be a many room. fucking rooms were in this house? Maybe they ran the trucking company through out of the office. Yeah, they needed the possibly. office. Possibly, kids can share rooms. Yeah, it sucks Just though. Shut yeah. up. Yeah, but they had ten yeah. fucking kids. Maybe they had eight rooms. I have no idea. They could have had. They could have. No, they're well to sucks. do. As of that time in West Virginia, a house probably cost four hundred dollars. Actually, yeah. you know what? I think the parents' bedroom was downstairs. Oh, really? And the kids were upstairs. Because oh. yeah, because the fire had swept through the through all the downstairs rooms, living room and dining room, kitchen, oh. office, and then the parents' bedroom. Okay. Mm, all right. Hmm. So it was kids that were upstairs. That changes everything. Uh-huh. So he figured those five kids had to still be upstairs, and he figured that they were probably scared, hiding, which is yeah. what a lot of kids do in fires. And there were two bedrooms that those kids would have been in. Um, there you go. Separated by a staircase, and that staircase at this point was already engulfed in flames. Oof. Oh, so they're dead. So that's why hey. he raced back outside after he realized there was no way he could get upstairs to them. He always kept a ladder propped against the house. What? And just in case. Yeah. No, are you sure it's propped against the house or just in the somewhere back, in the back nearby? Yeah. Can't accessible. I thought he said he. Everything that I've always read huh. said that the, he kept it propped up against the house. But anyway, that's because that would be insanely weird and dangerous. You know, a true. kid would climb up that yeah. shit in a day. Yeah, I, I would have. It's the forties. Yeah, Kids Jack climbed all over. Oh, it's the forties. Ladders are always in the size of houses. <laughs> I would have climbed I, the shit out of that. I've and never y'all read that. I've always yeah. read he had, he had. He always had a ladder, land a uh, ladder in okay, the back behind the house. Also. That was. But that's a tiki tacky detail. Whether it, it was propped up ooh, against the house or just <laughs> back there, he went back there to get the ladder to get up to the upstairs windows to True. save his children's lives. She's saying, "Fuck and your focus." The ladder was gone. <gasps> oh shit! Oh, I think I have heard this story before. Oh okay. now the ladder yeah, sealed the it ladder in. Yeah, the ladder being gone. So um, then he decided he would drive. 
one of his two coal trucks up up to the house and get on top of the coal truck to get to the upstairs window. Yes, coal and fire. Both trucks <laughs> wouldn't start. Uh, okay. Both breaks. trucks had been used earlier that day and they were just fine. So this is what? <laughs> tell me tell me if I'm getting ahead of myself, but did they ever investigate and see like the distributor cap missing or the, the yeah. battery, you know, yeah, thingy you know, something, something tampered with something getting tampered. ahead of yourself. Okay. No. <laughs> He Shut knew. Up. That's why he asked. That's he why I asked that Carrie. With. So before you scream and yell at me, because she's because listeners, Carrie's super mean to me. Yourself. She's not. She's so mean to me. No offense, <laughs> but <laughs> so please for help. Somebody help me. He tried to scoop water from the rain barrel, which his heart was in the right place. Wow. But that is really? poignant. And but it was frozen solid. I don't know what a rain barrel is. It's a barrel with rainwater in it. It's a big uh, barrel. It looks barrel. like a you know big Great. wine barrel. That you keep probably to collect runoff from the house. So right? Jesus can turn the rain into wine. No, so yes. it's kept water. <laughs> it's for water. If Carrie had a rain barrel, it would be filled with wine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah, that the gut, the it rain would attract would, sorority girls yeah. like the flies rain gutter to would honey. End, would end right above the barrel. So oh, that's smart. We yeah. should have one of those. <laughs> they're not legal here. We can't have them. It's also 2018, so I just want to point that out. Where are they legal? I don't know. Why are they illegal? Rain barrels what's, what's are illegal? illegal? You can't have rain barrels. I had no idea. That, that sounds true. like legislation that may not be needed. Or, or, or may not be real either. Are you sure about that? Some places, yeah. This <laughs> is true. Gary's Caligal Corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do some research on Colocal rain barrel Cala. legislation, rain barrel laws. But mm. yeah, because, and, and then keep it to yourself. Because then like you're taking rain out of the, or you're taking water out of the Ecology, oh ecological God. system, right? <laughs> well, yeah, but so does everything. Most, most, most rainwater just runs off and goes away. I so don't so does like condensation. In Colorado, it. it was illegal. Do yeah. not lick that glass. Huh. Well, okay. if it's not illegal here, I want a rain barrel for my birthday. All right. Okay. You got it. Next what? year. Hold on. Asterix. Carrie wants <laughs> rain barrel. Yeah, Dean, you really should have a little uh, this note is what I'm doing. thing no, on your phone. And every time I say I want something, jot it down in your phone. And buy it for her. And then, okay, podcast people. Listeners, please help me. Dean never knows what to get me for. God. But that would happen giving, like once okay, every three months. you a power washer. Do I have a power washer? No. Do you need a power washer? <laughs> How no. many times have I said I wanted what a, do you power want a power washer? Wash? To, to clean the grout, yes, bitch. But what? Stop. Stop. The grout. <laughs> no, it's not for the grout. You can't use Not the grout in the house. inside, like in the brick. <laughs> on the outside of the patio. That's called uh, grout, too. You're right, but I don't clean that grout. Then well, you could with what? the power washer. Clean the driveway. Clean. This is really not yeah, an interesting on. conversation. You're welcome. But everybody else knows what okay. people I use think power so both trucks would not start yes obviously they couldn't use their phone to call the fire department marion uh ran to a neighbor's house to call the fire department but no uh, this was back in the days when you had to get an operator to connect you operator <laughs> there was no operator a neighbor um. went to a nearby tavern and they also couldn't get an operator to respond so the neighbor christmas yeah so the neighbor drove into town and tracked down good old fire chief F.J. Morris. The kids are dead by now. And, oh, Emma I'm Rosie. just, I know that's super Stop sad. trying. Your kids are yeah. so dead. It's embarrassing. I was like, they're pretty crispy, so I don't know. <laughs> I know. I'm and just saying. So, uh, F.J. Morris. Morris. Okay. 
<laughs> so he did what their version of a fire alarm was, which <laughs> just screamed in the head. No, the, the phone tree. Fire. He called one fireman. Yeah. He called the next fireman. They called the next. Who fireman. fell asleep and stopped the chain and the fire. And uh, Fire Chief Morris couldn't respond because he couldn't drive the truck. No, he was drunk. I don't so know. I've never sure. his license or, was suspended. He may not have heard that he was drunk, or if he just couldn't. Just he didn't, didn't know, know how to drive that special truck. Yeah, great fireman. It was only the fire department was only two and a half miles wow. away from the solder house. Just like walked. They didn't arrive <laughs> until eight a.m. What? Oh, I have heard this story. Definitely remember that detail. So it's roughly two-ish a.m. when they're making these calls. Yes. I'm guessing. Okay. Yep. So the house is just burnt to a crisp. So like six-ish. It's just the hours. house is no more. It's just ash. Yeah. What yep. house? The house, yeah, the house is, is gone. Is totaled. Mm-hmm. So are those kids. I'm so gleefully. Yeah. I wasn't gleeful. It's I'm sad mm, about it. Sounds like, like oh really? You didn't sound sad. <laughs> <laughs> so George and Jenny assumed that five of their children were dead, and you know, even though it's all just a big pile, it's still very hot, and so you can't really do a thorough search right away. Uh, yeah. But a brief search on Christmas Day turned up no trace of remains. Mm-mm. Nobody found anything. You would. Now, one of the firemen was actually one of a, a brother of Jenny. Oh, no. So he yeah. must have been crying. Yeah. So Chief Morris suggested that the fire had been hot enough to just completely cremate the bodies ah. so that the bodies were ash, and that's why they weren't finding any sign of remains. Because something we've learned is that it's, fire people like that are not fire experts in a scientific sense yes. in any way shape yeah no and he definitely was not and i'm i'm about like 88 percent sure that's not correct oh i'm 111 uh, percent yeah. sure that's not correct <laughs> a fucking <laughs> house couldn't cremate nobody no. oh yeah no for a no, long for a time very long too. time and little, little well, i don't know how little known it is but you even a professional crematorium there's still bones and teeth yeah. left that they crush yeah. mm-hmm. they have to physically crush I have some remains. information in like a in like on. a like a coffee grinder a big old coffee grinder looking yeah. thing it's freaky mm-hmm. yeah Delicious, and that's what you get and there's little bits of other people's ashes and ashes yes you get. also little known fact Starbucks uses those in some of their drinks mm-hmm. go ahead Delicious. well that would explain why all the coffee people think it tastes so bad mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it okay you back Starbucks sponsors Please, Starbucks. I yeah, like it. We just uh, made you into cannibals. Your people. I like Pete's better. Uh, well, Pete there, goes, there goes the brand Thanks, deal. Carrie. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Carrie. Pete sucks. Thanks a lot, Carrie. Howard Schultz. <laughs> so does it sponsor us. How about Brian sucks. No, Phil's. Let's let's get Phil's. Yeah, let's get, Phil's? let's get some neighborhood coffee. Old soul. Also, coffee. Anyway, let's talk about some dead kids. Okay. Oh my God. Worse than Emma. A state police inspector combed through the rubble and decided that the fire was due to faulty wiring. Mm. Just oh. decided, combing through the rubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the sentence she said. I know, but like, how is that? It seemed up? like that was the extent of the investigation. George and Jenny obviously were distraught. George thought nothing else was going to be done. He decided to cover the basement with five feet of dirt. His intent was to preserve the site as a memorial. They were going to plant flowers on it and everything, and it was going to be a memorial to the children. It covers the basement. You mean basically the home site. Everything had collapsed into the basement. Yes, correct. So he's basically covering his home site. Yep. Okay. yep, with five feet of dirt. 
The coroner's office issued five death certificates just before the new year started, and he attributed the deaths to fire or suffocation. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. As Jack would say, ¿por qué nos los dos? <laughs> so the sires... No, you're really not good at using that one, I really would. <laughs> Why not both? Fire and suffocation. It's, They're both. Bad. How many times do I have to tell you it's really only used when both things are positive? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. No. <laughs> I'm going to die by fire and suffocation. Jesus. So the more they thought about it, the more they wondered. The solders. The, the solders. George and Jenny. Did the kids really die in the fire? Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I was Could like, they not did the parents, kind of what weird. did they think? Yeah. Like, what did George and like, Jenny, jumped wait, out what's the, window. the mom's name? Like, it's not like, no, it's, triangle it's shirt very waist. common yes. for kids to freak Super out. Super common. To, to get hide. To hide. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hide in their closet, yeah. under their I bed understand. and shit. Yeah, police or fire people say that it's, that's, they often find them like, you know, Hazel. curled up in a bathtub or under in a the closet, bed, in a closet or under the bed. Or yeah. yeah, that's yeah. super common. Mm-hmm. Or in their bed. They just hide under the covers in their bed. That's I know. Sad. It's heartbreaking. I could not imagine. <laughs> I would probably do that. Did you just start laughing? <laughs> no, no, it sounded like noise. it. It's called acting. <laughs> so anyway, they started to, you know, think of weird things that had occurred leading up to the fire. The first thing, months earlier, like a few months earlier, a stranger just appeared at the house asking about work, hauling work. And he went around to the back of the house, pointed to two separate fuse boxes, and said, this is going to cause a fire someday. George thought that was weird because he had just had the house. They bought, a, like, a new electric stove. And because he wanted to make sure everything was safe, he had the house rewired and then had it inspected by the electric company. Mm-hmm. So he knew that everything was fine and safe and, you know, fairly new. It wasn't old wiring at all. Huh. At the time, did it seem like a threat? Nope. Okay. Well, it didn't say old wiring. It said faulty wiring. Yes, but... But the wiring had been checked by the electric company. But that doesn't mean they're foolproof. No, they're no, not foolproof. you're right. Yeah, you're right, I, d- I totally not. didn't say not that word correctly. You're right, you're right. Foo, foo, poo. I did not say L's... But also, the house was completely demolished. What was that inspector looking at to I determine know. faulty wiring? That, yeah. I'm sure faulty it's, wiring was the default. There's I, a fire. True. Faulty no, yeah. wiring it collapsed it, into the it's basement. The it's, it's burnt rubble. Yeah. Yes. There's no way you can say. No. You, you can say, it's I bubble. don't know. I if you I found evidence of an accelerant, I guess you could. that could be you know, determined yeah. that as suspicious. But there's no way you can say faulty wiring. Yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. crazy. So. Around the same time as, you know, that guy coming around looking for work and saying that their thing was going to cause a fire, a guy came around trying to sell family life insurance. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. When George said, no, you know, I don't need life insurance on my children, this guy, this guy got irate <laughs> and said, your goddamn house is going up in smoke uh-huh. and your children are going to be destroyed. Wow. What? what? And then he said, you're going to be paid for the dirty remarks you've been making about Mussolini. Yeah, I've, I've heard about that. So he, he was anti-fascist. George. Yes, so George was. Very was. Anti-fascist. And he was and very is, outspoken. And, but there were some Italian-Americans who were still pro-Mussolini. In 1945, yeah. that seems odd. That does seem really odd. strange. And I guess he was known for occasionally getting in heated arguments yeah. with other you know, Italians in the area. But at the time, he said he didn't take his threat seriously. Mm. <laughs> Maybe he should have. 
Yeah. Well, what are you going to do about it, though? I mean, Say, hey, there's this guy. He said my house is going to go mm-hmm. up in smoke and, and my, my children, children will be destroyed. Police, Followed can you do house. anything for me? No. Probably not. Move. No. Yeah. Bitch, I'm going to Cali. The older Sauter sons <laughs> also remembered something weird that had happened just before Christmas. They remembered seeing a man parked in a car. That's it. They just saw a man. That's along, weird enough. Along yeah. the street, watching the, the younger brothers and sisters as they came home from school. It just sitting there in the car. Cool. So creepy. Huh. Yep. There's way wow. too many of those. God damn it. Was this before Subway? Because I don't know if Jared was possibly there or not. <gasps> yeah, slightly before Subway. Jenny couldn't understand how the kids could die in the fire and leave no bones, nothing. So she started bones. Con- She started conducting her own little private experiments. Hell yes, Jenny. Isn't she like 16? Or is that the mom? This is the mom. <laughs> Isn't there a daughter named Jenny too? Yes, but she was one of the missing kids. Oh, okay. She was eight. Don't y'all fucking laugh at me. Yeah, no. Je- the missing Jenny is eight. <laughs> There's multiple she, Jennies. She's 16 with 10 kids. <laughs> He thought we were talking about the kids. I know. God. You're terrible. The joke don't work. So anyhow, she would get bones, <laughs> presumably from the butcher. I, uh, I animal be- bones. I believe that joke was food poof, but go ahead. <laughs> I really hope they were from the butcher. Chicken bones, beef joints, pork chop bones. <laughs> Wait, what? So big old animal bones. And she would burn them to see if the fire completely consumed them. Mm-hmm. Each time, she was left with charred bones. Yep. Yep. They never completely burned. She also knew that there were, you know, parts of various household appliances that were found in the in the burned out basement that were still identifiable. So she thought, you know, if those Mm. things didn't completely burn to nothing, Mm. how could the kid the bones have? She also talked to an employee at at a crematorium. And they told her that bones remain after bodies are burned for two hours at 2,000 degrees. Mm-hmm. And do they have any idea how it was the temperature of a house fire? Of a house of Not flame? anywhere near 2,000 degrees. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. That's crazy. No. Because what does paper burn at? 451 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> so is wood the same? And I don't know. I mean... You would think things in the Probably. house. Probably. Uh, yeah. Although I imagine a house fire gets hotter than that, not, not anywhere near 2,000 degrees. I, I imagine a house fire doesn't get anywhere near 1,000 degrees. I'm going to say 1,140. It's probably like a campfire, a big old bonfire. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. And also, the house didn't... It, it, everything that I have read said it was completely destroyed within about 45 minutes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, oh, yeah, it's still yeah. burning so, and hot after that, but... Yeah. But yeah. not for long enough. Okay. No. And in a crematorium, those bones are burning, or the bodies are burning for two hours, and there are still bones left hmm. at 2,000 degrees. So hmm. Hmm. here's some other weird things. A telephone repairman told them that their lines appeared to have been cut, not burned. Hmm. And I don't know how they know this, but another thing I read said the line had been cut at the top. Uh, so near the Oh, yeah, pole? I can see that. So, okay, if the line's cut at the top, it falls to the ground away from the fire, right? At the top of where it comes into the house, let's say. But it oh, or at the top of the, the connection where I the pole Or at a yeah, pole, yeah. which would explain, like, maybe why the ladder had been moved. Yes. But... They've got to do that. It doesn't explain... So that means the line had to be cut after 1230. Yes. After she answered the phone call, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird. I have a... but I, I think I know why, but... Okay. Um, 
Also, the whole faulty wiring thing. <laughs> when Jenny woke up and realized the house was on fire, she said, actually, it said the lights were on. And you're not home. <laughs> said if the result, as the official reported, that the power would have been dead, so how would they explain the lighted downstairs rooms? But she had already turned the lights off. Yeah. Wait, why would the power be dead? Wait, wait, what are you saying? If it's faulty you, wiring that sparks oh, a see. fire, oh, then it. it's like a short or whatever, yeah. And, see, yeah. and, the, and it starts a fire in the wiring, all the electricity is going to go out in the whole house. So they're saying the fact that Jenny saw the lights on downstairs mm-hmm. when she woke up, but but it could have occurred after that. Yes. But again, I don't buy the faulty wiring thing no. anyway. Yeah. So a witness came forward claiming he saw a man at the fire scene while the house was burning uh, taking a block and tackle used for removing car engines, mm-hmm. stealing it from the solders. Uh, so... Yeah. That's weird. This, is this, was, this was Christmas Eve or, you know, one at yes. what time? Christmas Eve, so early before the... No, you know? no while the house night. was burning. While the house was they burning? They saw him. They actually questioned this guy. He did admitted to stealing, but so the the suspicion was that he had used it to somehow yeah. disable the, car, the trucks. The trucks. The coal trucks. Yeah. But they saw him stealing it right then and there. So unless he used it, stuck around for a while, and then left, or and then decided to take off with it, that sounds well, a I mean, bit. it's certainly possible. It if, is possible. If it was a revenge. But like I said, he thing, was and they, questioned, and he was charged with stealing. Yeah. But not with anything else. He could have been in a cahoots. Or it could have been total coincidence. Exactly. It's like, hey, how's oh, the fire? I got my chance to steal the yeah. block and tackle. I have my own. Or he's yeah. an arsonist. Mm. And he liked to, don't they like to stay and watch the fires? Yes. Yeah. Nearby? Yes, but they usually don't steal block and tackle from the oh, fires they started. He's a yeah. cuckoo arsonist. Yeah. 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 Oh. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's not there. And also, at one point when the family had come back and they were visiting the, the site of their burned out home, Sylvia, the, the two year old, found a hard rubber object in the yard. And they concluded it's that deal, it though. had something to do with whatever Ooh. had dropped on the roof and yeah. rolled off. That it was some, they called it a pineapple bomb. Oh. What? That would be used to start a fire. A pineapple oh. bomb? Yeah. Go ahead, I'm looking it up. This right might have been George's conclusion, nobody else's. If you just saw something, it was like, it's a bomb. Oh, my gosh, a pineapple bomb. A napalm pineapple bomb. Oh, they look like grenades. Used to start fires, I I guess. Huh. Not like bomb as in blow up the house, right? Oh, you know what? It's a cocktail, so my bad. (laughs) Why are so many cocktails named after explosives? There is one that looks looks a little bit like a, um, a grenade. Another one, yeah, okay. Then, as... Whenever there are missing people involved, there are sightings. So here are some of the reported sightings. Elvis. A woman claimed to have seen the missing children peering from a passing car while the fire was in progress. So during the fire, she says she saw the kids being driven away. I don't know when she came forward and reported this, though. It was a lie. Is she the only one who claimed to have seen these little fuckers? At that point. Yeah, there, at that point, at the scene right then. Yeah. I have a couple more sightings to tell you about. 
Um, the other one is a woman who operated a tourist stop between Fayetteville and Charleston, which was 50 miles to the west of Fayetteville. She said she saw the children the morning after the fire. She said she served them breakfast what? and that there was a car with Florida license plates in the lot. Hmm. She told the Florida. police. So she contacted the police. So there, somebody's feeding these kids breakfast the next morning. Probably, whatever, six hours later. Uh-huh. It was 50 miles. So maybe less than that. Well, I know, but I'm assuming it was yeah. four in the morning. Yeah. Okay. And then a woman at a Charleston hotel. So uh, this is the, the tourist stop where they were seen eating breakfast was between Fayetteville and Charleston. So a woman at a hotel in Charleston, she saw the kids' photos in the newspaper, and she said this was about a week after the fire. She says she saw them. She didn't remember the exact date. A woman wow. at a hotel. But no, saw. Uh, she didn't see the kids until not. She didn't yeah, come a week, week later. later. She didn't see the kids until a week later. Yes. In Charleston, we're yes. now fifty miles away. And she said she saw four of the kids, not all five. She didn't remember the exact date, but she said the entire party registered at the hotel and stayed in a large room with several beds. Hmm. They registered about midnight. She tried to talk to the kids, you know, just being friendly to kids. But the men appeared hostile and refused to allow her to talk to the kids and just kind of like whisk them away. Mm. And he, when she was trying to talk to them, just being friendly, he started talking to the kids in Italian. Oh. And she The just, kids knew Italian? I was about to ask that. They were born and raised in the United States. Yeah. Mm, their, their parents, parents could have spoken yeah, Italian to them. I'm sure the parents probably spoke Italian to them. That's what parents do, Dad. Yeah. Oh, sh- Jesus <laughs> Christ. I have never taught... You, ta- you speak just Italian like to me, <laughs> Dad. I have never... I know. Do, does she sound Dad. angry? <laughs> That's what good parents do. And I don't know Italian, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you were also born and raised in the United States. Their parents were born here. I have never taught you Pig Latin. Oh and I am God. fluent in Pig Latin. <laughs> You're not. I oh, am a... True, eh? <laughs> that was not a good example. No, that's terrible. <laughs> okay. You've got a little rusty, Dean. I am Usty Ray. <laughs> yes. So anyway, uh, there. I think uh, she said, I don't have it written down here, but I heard elsewhere that there were she women. around town. Gossip. There were no four adults with four the adults. kids. Yeah. Okay. And there were women there as well. Mm, sounds like a party. And then no, they this left. Is trafficking. They left the next morning. Yeah. Yeah. In uh, so this all happened in 1945. In 1947, George and Jenny sent a letter to the FBI asking for help because they felt like the you know the local police weren't really doing anything. And they received a reply from none other than J. Edgar Hoover. Send oh. me a dress, <laughs> and maybe I'll help. His response was. Although I would like to be of service, the matter related appears to be of local character, blah, 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 not their jurisdiction. They said they would help if the local police asked for their assistance, but the local police wouldn't do it. Of course not. So they got no help from the FBI. Wow. Yeah, fuck 12. Fuck 12. Okay, I don't know what that means, but I sense... 12 is the police. (laughs) Oh, of course. We should know that. (laughs) Yeah, you guys are street rebels. (laughs) Oh my god, just <laughs> um, suburban home. We just need the police. So, until you need them. Rather, help. you guys have oh so god. many sweeping statements for everything. The police are racist. Some are. Let's a lot are. The institution is okay. racist. We're moving on. Have you ever seen a black police chief? 
therefore. Yes, yes, I have. Bernard yes. Parks, Los Angeles, for years. Christ, <laughs> Aaron, just stop talking. Go. You're going to... No, stop. Just stop talking. You're ruining, <laughs> you're the, you're ruining the credibility of the movement. <laughs> All the woke people saying, shut up, Aaron, shut up, shut up. <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> you're ruining it for us. Okay. Justin G. at the clue. Maybe we'll do a podcast on that at a later date. No. Okay, you guys start. Carrie's criminal it. justice corner yeah. racism file. Okay. <laughs> the police state. Um, we could do it on um, criminal justice reform. That sounds great and not weird, but let's move on. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you've been looking at the wrong criminal justice reform blogs. Okay. Yeah. Stop talking. Yep. <laughs> I so I, I just formed it. a topic in my mind, and I'm not going to tell you what Okay, it is. all right, all right. Okay, so the Sodders decided to hire private investigators. So the first one they hired was named C.C. Tinsley. Oh. He discovered that the insurance salesman who had threatened George, you know, like your kids are going to die because yeah. you won't buy life insurance. Which is a common, common insurance salesman tactic. Yeah, so. he was a member of the coroner's journey, j- journey, jury, <laughs> jury wow. that um, really? ruled the fire accidental. Interesting, mm. interesting. He was also the one that they fought over Mussolini. Oh. Right? Yes. I don't, I don't know. know. Let's was assume. It was. Or was that the fault, the wire, the electricity guy? No, it was No, the that guy. was just a guy wanting a job. Because after the, he said, no, I don't want insurance, he got irate. Yeah. Um, the, uh, there's whispering going on. Oh, (laughs) the, um, investigator CC Tinsley also heard a story about, or he heard the story from a Fayetteville minister about the fire chief FJ Morris that, you know, they claimed to have found no remains. FJ Morris supposedly confided in other people that he discovered a heart in the ashes. Jesus. And that he hid it in a dynamite box and buried it at the scene. That's ridiculous. What? You know, like to be respectful to bury it yeah. at the, you know, the family's on yeah, the family's like land or whatever. A heart, a heart survived a, the fire. A, a, a piece of flesh. That's not what he says. Bones, not you know, bitch. not a thigh bone or a skull, but a heart. That's ridiculous. So CC Tinsley persuaded Fire Chief Morris to show them where he buried the box. They dug up the box and took it straight to the local funeral director who looked at it, the supposed heart, and concluded it was a beef liver that had never been in a fire. So he's just just making shit up. Yes. The the fire chief. The fire chief. He just buried a beef liver? Yep. But was he just trying to put... them at ease or is he trying to pull one over because he's part of a conspiracy yes that's the question or he just didn't want to have an open case right i mean right the fire chief with five kids who supposedly died in a fire and they're missing that's an open case for authorities period right but but why put it in a box and bury it i mean if you want it to be found later on right as evidence oh yeah okay so here uh, the kids yeah, did die weird. then you wouldn't put it in a box that's really weird or did he just literally make it up when the when the private investigator when the private investigator called him on it and said we'll, we'll dig it up he's going oh shit and he, and he quickly planted it yeah I don't know you know he's like okay you guys keep doing oh look I found it and he has it with him yeah. pulls it off his coat best he can do is a liver they're going to have it for dinner that yeah, night you got to be really stupid to claim it's a heart and then be you know yeah a liver the brightest dude no he doesn't no. so it's not yeah that is weird. He couldn't drive a fire truck, so. Yeah. Yeah, true. How the fuck did he get 
He's fire chief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only got two toes on my left foot. Can't hit the pedal right. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> that probably was pretty much it. The yeah. family heard rumors that the fire chief said that he did it in the hope that if the family found remains that yeah. it would placate them and they would stop. So maybe he he really thought he could... Yeah. Look, here's some remains. It's over, right? Move but again, on. the box is a curious choice. Yeah, Why would you put it in a box? Don't know. How did it end up in the box? Because <laughs> he carried it to the yeah. area that day in a box. Yeah. When he tried to plant so, it. So, I don't know. That's bizarre. Heart-shaped box. There's a joke in there. It's Nirvana. Yeah. More leads would come in. Weird things would happen. Um, George... He's going to gloss over. I know. More leads. <laughs> Other shit goes on. No, here's more. That yeah. was my topic sentence. Here's... Okay. Ooh, now here's the body. Yeah. <laughs> body paragraph. George saw a newspaper photo of school children in New York City. Actually, this is school children. I thought it was like a ballet class, like a dance class. Either way, a little creepy. I don't know. You're arguing with yourself. And Wait, what, what year was this? How long? I don't know what year it was. Okay. Some between 47 and 49, so let's okay. say 48. Let's do that. So he saw a little girl in this photo who looked like Betty. Betty, mm-hmm. as you may recall, was the youngest one. I don't recall because I was unable to write five down. Oh, so, uh, the youngest of the missing children. Mm-hmm. Oh, bitter. Okay. She was five. Um, and she was cute. She. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the others, hideous. Yeah. <laughs> don't care if they're five. They're all black and white pictures because she's the youngest. That's why she's cute. Um, so anyway, he actually drove from West Virginia to Manhattan to to search for this little girl that he thought looked like his daughter. When he got there, obviously, they refused to speak to him. <laughs> and you know, give him life. access to the to the daughter. Let me see your little girl. Yeah. Let me see the children. <laughs> Let me see your little girl. In, in August 1949, the Sodders decided to do a new search at the actual scene. And they brought in a Washington, D.C. pathologist named Oscar B. Hunter. Oscar Meyer. And they excavated the site. They uncovered several small objects, damaged coins, a partially burned dictionary, and several shards of vertebrae. Ooh. Vertebrae. He actually sent the bones to the Smithsonian. That's weird. And they reported that they were indeed human bones. Something for dinosaur. Four lumbar vertebrae belonging to one person. Hmm. A child? Hmm. And, well, because the transverse recesses were fused, the age, they um, estimated the age, should have been about 16 or 17 at the time of death. The top limit could be about 22 because the... The whatever bones that norm oh the centra which normally fuse at twenty three were still unfused, mm. so that's why they figured it was female 16. or male. Uh, you know it didn't say Democrat or Republican. They can't yeah. tell. I don't think from vertebrae can they whether it's no. They need pelvis, right? I think so. They need pelvis in school. So scrotum. Scrotum said dead. Your scrotum bone. Your scrotum bone absolutely proves. Do you know there used to be penis bone? Yes, and a lot of animals still do have a penis bone. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> rest in peace, penis bones. Yep. Yeah. Well, the um, humans. So the oldest missing kid was 14-year-old Maurice. Probably missing at, in 1945. Yeah. He was 14. Yes. Probably. 
That could have been him. Mm, they don't think so. Why not? I mean, the the pathologist doesn't think so. It's the age a, is correct. Is, I mean, no, they're that not. definitive about old, age. Right? In it was other words. greater skeletal maturation oh, than they yeah, would true. expect for a fourteen. But year old. when did they find it? They found this in nineteen forty nine. But it's not going to continue to mature after it's dead. Yeah. But who said he was d- killed immediately? If well, he was kidnapped, he could have been and like. And they bring trafficked. his vertebrae back to the house to be found four yeah. years later. Not no. likely. Your story does not hold water. Boy, a lot of things happen. <laughs> no, that is the least likely. <laughs> you don't know. It's not impossible. Yeah. Yeah. That bitch. it's a fourteen and a half year old's okay. vertebrae, but it's not probable. It's also odd that they would only find four yeah, pieces of vertebrae and nothing else. Other bones get scattered. Scavengers happen. What? Not that. That was a complete... Remember, it collapsed into a basement, and, and people were around it. The yeah. fire was being, it was being put out. There's no scavenger. Oh, the bones also... Yes, there is. Should, the bones like, showed no signs of being in a fire. The entire skeleton. Oh, well... Yeah. Oh, the really? That's good. Yes. That's okay. good info. Yeah. And... and the pathologist report said it is strange that there were no other bones found. Hmm. And he said if the if the house only because the house reportedly burned for only forty five minutes. This is half an hour or so, but oh. yeah, it was probably longer than half minutes, an hour. Yeah. yeah. So then one would expect to find full skeletons of yeah, five children. Absolutely. Rather than only four vertebrae. So, so okay. they concluded they don't know this with hundred percent certainty, that those bones were probably in the dirt that George Filled in the basement. With. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. there just happened sense. to be a dead body. He did five feet of earth over, in, yeah, yeah, and there happened to be a yep. small portion of bones yeah. in that dirt. He, yeah, creepy. West yeah. Virginia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh God! So like there is already bones in the dirt. We got bones in our dirt. Yes. Aaron. Yes. <laughs> she just processed yeah. the words that were. Like, <laughs> I just heard. Mm, like in my head when <laughs> So the Smithsonian report prompted some hearings at the Capitol in Charleston. And after these hearings, the governor, Okie L. Patterson. These are great names. Okie L. Patterson. Okie. O-K-E-Y. And the state. Wait. O-K-I-E. O-K-E-Y. O-K-E-Y. Okie. Okay. In Pink Latin, it'd be Okie. Shut up. No, it wouldn't. I don't know. He's bad at it. We've what? Yeah. You? I lied about being fluent in Pigman, okay? God damn it. Anyhow, I want so, to be bilingual. So Governor Oki and the state police superintendent, W.E. Burchett, nobody has names. No, he's we. Told the Sodders that the search was hopeless and declared the case closed. Hmm. At this, this is 49? point, 49. So at this it's point, four years. 1949, George and Jenny erected a huge billboard on their. Mm land along Route 16, and they passed out flyers offering a $5,000 reward for information leading to the recovery of their children, and they soon increased it to $10,000. There are lots of pictures of this online, and we'll put it on the website and on um, Facebook and stuff, but it was a huge billboard with pictures of the five children, and then a little explanation of, you know, what happened at the fire. That was kind of the original milk carton kind of an idea. Yeah. Except Mm -hmm. not a milk carton, a billboard. And only one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. So not at all. <laughs> it's the same idea. Yeah. Kind of. So here's a, a couple things that happened due to the billboard. Uh, they, they got a letter from a woman in St. Louis saying that the oldest girl, Martha, who was 12, was in a convent in, um, in St. Louis. Mm, yes, you did. They got another tip from Texas 
where a guy in a bar said that... A guy in a bar. <laughs> that sounds solid. He'd overheard an, inc- an incriminating conversation about a long-ago Christmas Eve fire in West Virginia where somebody claimed the children were staying with a distant relative of Jenny's in Florida. Oh. She did have relatives in Florida. But, but They actually did check... Have you had our kids for the last five years? Yeah, we have. Sorry. They did. They checked because Jenny, uh, she had a brother or a cousin or something who had a daughter with the same name, Martha Lee or Martha Lynn or something like that. And they did. They had to go check and make sure that those children were really, they would have been, they had the last name Cipriani because they were Jenny's family. So the suspicion was that it was trafficking within the family essentially yeah. that, they, that part of the family stole uh-huh. the kids from the other part of the family yeah. wow but they did go check and they did make sure that the children that were in Florida really belonged Damn. to that side of the family and weren't the Sodders and we got jo- three toes oh okay George yeah. literally traveled to whatever part of the country a lead came from so he went to St. Louis he went to Florida he, he checked on every lead hmm. that he could and always came home with no answers. That's sad. I, I see know. Clooney playing play in the movie with makeup, an accent. No accent. No. He came to America when he was 13. He's he an accent. still have an accent. Like a slime one. But now he's like <laughs> <laughs> I think Clooney can pull it off. He so, probably had an accent. Now we're going to fast forward to 1968. Damn. Jesus. More than 20 years after the fire... Jenny went out to the mailbox and found an envelope addressed just to her. It was postmarked in Kentucky, but it didn't have any return address. Inside was a photo of a man in his mid-twenties. Oh, my God. On the back of the photo. It was a dick pic. (laughs) Good God. (laughs) Jesus. Happened even back then. On the back of the photo, there was a little handwritten note. said, Louis Sauter. It said ASL. I love Brother Frankie. And then something, I don't know, boys. Lewis? A90132 or 35. Eight, what's that mean? Nobody knows. A90132. You're going to crack the or code? Or 35. Four, or, 132 or 5. Yeah. Okay. And Lewis Sauter, I love brother Frankie. I, maybe Frank was the oldest son. For some reason, I don't have the name of the oldest son. I thought it was John. No, well, that John, was just. John is the oldest son that was at the house. The, oh, they had the a son who was in the son. army. He was oh. not at home during the time. Uh, okay. There were nine kids at home huh. the night of the fire. Oh. So, um, I will also post a picture of this supposed 20-something-year-old Lewis. To me, and Lewis was how old again? In the nine. So he'd be more than 20-something, though. That doesn't fit. If he's 90 in 1945, well, in 1968, he'd be 32. But the picture looked, to Jenny, it looked like somebody in their mid-20s. Oh, okay. I got it. So the picture could have been way. taken five years earlier got it. and got it. sent to her in 68. Okay. So, um, you know, it was a black, I'm assuming it was a black and white photo because um, it's black and white online. But, you know, they both had dark curly hair, dark eyes, hmm. you know, their noses maybe looked similar. To me, the thing that looked the most different is the mouth. But, you know, it's really hard to, I mean, you know, I don't think any of you guys, I don't know if we looked at pictures of you when you were nine, if. Certainly. I have a different yeah. head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Different head shape. <laughs> no, There's no way. True. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I look like a different race. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, so anyhow, they um, because of this, they hired a private detective to go to Kentucky, and uh, don't know how much money they gave him in advance. Uh, they never heard from him again. Fucking bitch. So you know, some people sure. think that's ominous. He no. just was a no, crooked yeah. detective yeah, who took their money. Like and we can't catch a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they at the time. <laughs> they decided not to publish the information about the letter, where it was from, or anything, um, because they were afraid that somebody would harm their son. Their oldest son is still alive. Yeah, okay. that you know, if it was Lewis, and and somehow, some way, he was threatened, coerced, or whatever into never contacting them. They didn't wait. Want no, hurt their son, who was supposedly the kid in the picture. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Their oldest missing son. Oh, missing. Okay, I think he meant their literally oldest son who's still alive. No. Okay. No. So they decided to add that picture to the billboard. Mm. So they did. They mm. they blew it up as big as they could and put it next to. I think they put it next to all the, the row of the five pictures of the kids. So George said. So this in 1968, he just wanted to know. If they did die in the fire, you know, he wanted to be convinced of it. Otherwise, you know, all they just wanted to know what happened to them, one way or the other, obviously. Sorry, George. He died in 1969. <sighs> George never found out. Great summer, though. Yeah, never yeah, found out. Yeah. Jenny kept the billboard up. I think the billboard stayed up until she died. She put a fence around her property and began adding rooms to her home, just, you know... I think for something to do. So she Sarah Winchestered it. Yep. She uh, wore nothing but black. Yeah, same. As a you sign know. of mourning. <laughs> from she loved the cure. She was goth. She brought punk back. Until yeah. she died in 1989. Uh, and that's when the billboard finally came down. But her children and grandchildren continued the investigation and came up with theories of their own. Mm. So here's some of the Sauter family theories. theories. Okay. The local mafia had tried to recruit George, and he declined. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was like crime families. Yeah. yeah. And from some of the things that I've heard, uh, like on other podcasts and stuff, that, you know, mafia is not out of the realm of possibility in the area, especially in the coal business, trucking and coal. That yeah. was his business. And him being Italian, mm-hmm. I know it's a stereotype, yeah. but like. And he was also the kind of person that would tell them to shove it. So you with your gay activity. <laughs> oh, they said gay activity. <laughs> gay activity. <laughs> the gay mob tried to recruit him. Yes. Another oh, theory rainbow. is that they tried to extort money from him, and he refused. Same theory. Same idea. Of. So they, they take and disappear mm-hmm. most of I his know. kids. Yeah. It's weird. Um, it just seems like that's not how mob or extortionists would do. Would yeah. Do well, yeah, true. Maybe not yeah. a mob. Because they really hated him. Wanted him. I, that, I mean that that's that's a that's a mystery novel kind of revenge is that we'll make him live the rest of his life yes. without knowing what happened to his kid. Doesn't I think just go shoot him or, yeah, or, or a couple of kids or whatever. Five kids are that's a lot true. of trouble. I yeah. mean, you know. But that's why I think like trafficking. Well, hold on, I'm sure yeah. she'll get. To yeah, we'll do the solder. Do any of the solder people think that? Um, well, they thought perhaps they were kidnapped by someone they knew. Hmm. Someone. Theoretically, could have set the fire, burst through the unlocked front door, said, your house is on fire, and, you know, 
come yeah. with us. We'll yeah. take you someplace safe. That would be a good way to get them out of the house mm-hmm. willingly. Your house is on fire. But then, but then, to what end? You have the kids. Why? You know why? The motive is the the big yeah, question. Because they were never contacted by kidnappers for money, so mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been kidnappers; it would have been traffickers, more like. Yeah, that's yeah, what makes that's me think it's trafficking. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Because that's the only thing I can think of. But yeah. why would they specifically want? If I have nice Italian kid. Who said they specifically wanted them? That that could yeah. have just been the random target that they chose. Oh, we'll get that house. The guy sitting Our, there watching the kids uh, go home yeah, from school. Yeah. True. Are not random. In other words, yeah, yeah. but not like mobsters he pisses off. Something a little more insidious than that, I think. Or maybe yeah. he he knows the family. He knows of that like co- yeah. so, sort of well-to-do family in the community. Yeah, I'll I mean, take their kids. This they got a, ten kids. Yeah, they can spare a few. Yeah. So I mean, they could. I mean, yeah. were they do, things like that trafficking? Where they be? Oh, you know, I'm sold and absolutely yeah. sure, sure it was, was going on great. back then. Positive. Okay. Mm-hmm. At least in New York City. Yeah, trafficking isn't just like a new thing that's all of a sudden. Oops, sorry. Yeah. We're aware of that. Slavery has like been a thing for a long time. You know what else has war? I understand yeah. that. Uh, there that's are not- war in countries, guys. Okay. <laughs> and I'm used to think of that first. So, okay. And so they think if they survived the night and, you know, had to live their lives, that they feel that the only thing that would have prevented them from contacting their family, especially the older kids, was that they thought they were protecting their family. Yeah. There was some threat yeah. against yeah. them. See, that makes... God. That or, makes it does seem a little like, like it was a little bit closer to home. Like, yeah. they were targeted specifically because of who the they family. were. Yeah, because yeah, if they're just some random kids, you know, we need kids, those are some kids we could easily kidnap a bunch at once, then they wouldn't care if they... Escaped and went back home. Uh, they are, are they? No. Well, yeah, yeah, they would, because then yeah, they, they could would. Would they point them. Though? Would they go through the trouble? Just some random traffickers? Are there? Are, I don't know. Maybe. Okay, so what happens to kids who are trafficked now and, and become like? Remember that special we saw on the little kid in Iowa who's twelve years old when he was trafficked, and his mom's when he was uh, kidnapped. At least we don't know. Right. The and paper his boy. mom said he, the, the paper boy. Yeah. And I'm trying to blank on his name. Johnny something. Gosh. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And then his mom claims for sure, like. Ten years later, a kid he at that age who she swore oh, yes. was her Johnny son Bunch. came back at two in the morning, knocked on the door, and they talked for an hour or something like that. And he basically and he and then he I've got to go back. He was yeah. with someone else. It's like his I can't ever go back to my normal life. Yeah, I've yeah. Been trafficked as a sex slave for my last ten years. They programmed so you. so all five of these kids could have that could have happened to them, and that's why they never came back. Yeah, and never contacted the rest of the Are family. Are you saying you believe Johnny Gosh's mother? You think that I don't know. Really he, came back? Just, I don't know. As an example, no, I know. As an example. But yeah, I, I'm sure that happens. In other words, not all happen. kids who are trafficked are killed. Some yeah. are trafficked. Sure. Do that live that? And, and by the time they're young adults, they're I don't know. Yeah, but also you know Face I can't that. speak yeah. to 1945, but nowadays, yeah, kids aren't trafficked. They're not stolen out of their homes in the middle of the night. They're young, vulnerable kids that have run away from home. They're found at bus stops and train stations and usually have been abused in the home. So it comes back to targeted. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to steal those kids. Less random. Then that that does open up for whoever had a grudge against George Sonner. We're going to do this fake fire or real fire, whatever, 
we're going to start a fire, we're going to cut the, the engine block, we're going to cut the phone lines, and we're going to steal as many kids as we can? I don't know. It, it seems weird, though, because would they, well, how would they know the kids are downstairs and, and accessible? Because usually their bedrooms were upstairs, and, and the kids specifically would have been upstairs. They could have been looking, for a, looking through a window. I suppose. Somebody was lurking, waiting for mom and dad to go to bed. Yeah. I'm closing all the blinds now. <laughs> so, okay, well, is that? I mean, are, have, is that one of the theories that they were essentially trafficked or stolen with purpose, not to kidnap for ransom, but yeah, as some kind of a revenge? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yikes. Mm. And, and then, and then they took them, and they didn't kill them immediately. If we believe the witnesses, they right. were they would traveled on the way to Charleston. The next morning in yep. Charleston, they had bre- they served them breakfast. But, they stayed in a hotel, but. We also know how reliable yeah, these witness accounts are. You know, she saw them. But on, four kids? You know, one of them saw them in a newspaper. One yeah, of them saw them on the news. I suppose. And, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want, I, you know, I wouldn't say. I mean, all of the other details that the woman, the one in the, uh, the hotel mm-hmm. offered, you know, they seemed sketchy. They spoke to Italian when she was trying to be friendly with the kids and talk to the kids. I mean, it all... Sounds a little bit strange. Yeah, it does. You mean strange in, not strange like bullshit, but strange. Yeah, in, strange like it fits. Yeah, it fits. No, same here. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I agree. Sylvia, the youngest. That'd be weird that there was another Italian group with four. I, I know there should be five solder kids, but with four kids. But maybe the youngest nearby, kid fell asleep in the car. Yeah. And, you know. Are in the room. They just, well, yeah. They just left her sleeping in the car yeah, while okay. they, you know. Hmm. They could have left an adult in the car with her and, you know made the others come. I don't know why they would make any of the kids get out and go into And go the, have breakfast. That yeah. is odd. That's risky. That wasn't having breakfast. That was oh. just, um, was, yeah, like in checking into the, okay. to the lodge or whatever it was. But so anyway, the youngest, the, I got most of my information from a Smithsonian article, if anybody's yeah. interested. And I've seen um, that article. Yeah. It's several years old. And at the time that it was written, the youngest, surviving solder child Sylvia was still alive and her and probably her family children grandchildren were a little bit active on online forums and like web sleuths reddit and, they're redditors and would, would interact with people and answer questions and post pictures and stuff like that so I don't know if Sylvia would be 75 now. At the time of the Smithsonian article, she was, I think, 69. So that was six years ago. I'm sorry, Sylvia. I didn't bother to look to see if you were still alive or not. Jesus. I hope you are. Let's find her on Facebook. Yeah. Her last name now is Paxton. Oh. oh. She could so be she might be uh, related, related to, to us. me. Yeah, she might. By marriage. Cool. Gosh, darn it. I should have contacted her, done yeah. an interview. Damn it. What was her last Suck. name? Paxton, Sylvia. Is that it? Sylvia Slaughter Paxton. Yep, that's it. So, so okay. So, what's well, your damn. what's your theory? Y'all know my theory. Well, this is I interesting. NPR did this was also several years ago. NPR did a um, you know a little story on it, and the journalist, the NPR reporter who did it, she said you know they had to edit her story down to eight minutes for the show. She came away with it. Her name is. Oh, gosh. I had it up, but my computer crashed. It's Beth Ruyak. <laughs> Daisy Hart, maybe? H-A-R-T, something like that. 
you can M- you can Google NPR Solder Kids. Solder Kids and you'll get to her. And then there might be a link actually on the NPR website to her. She has a blog. And also this is obviously years old too, but on her blog she lists some reasons why she believes they they most likely died in the fire. Really? Yeah. Really? Like what? Yes. I don't I left it up so I could oh. tell you. And now I don't remember. I think see, I think that's the least likely. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's the, like the, the evidence that they died in the fire, I, I I would have to I wouldn't read that blog with an open mind. Yeah. But I think it's it's negligible. I mean, there's just the fact that there was no uh, you know, there weren't five bodies found. There weren't five sets of bones yeah. found. There um, were those mysterious circumstances preceding the fire. I know things get more mysterious once something weird happens yeah. post fact, but it's still there's still some some strange occurrences prior to the fire and the yeah. disappearance, and um, and even discounting the eyewitness reports afterward. Even if there's all bullshit, you still can't escape the fact that they were just there's no way it could have just obliterated five human bodies from a house fire that lasted 45 minutes that's Uh, i know and that's i can't get past that either yeah but i think part of it was she talked to other fire experts you know not the people involved in the actual investigation who basically said they didn't really do much of an investigation at all you know on christmas morning Nobody wanted to be there for one thing because it was Christmas. Everybody wanted to be, you know, with their own families. The site would have been too hot still. I mean, True. it takes days yeah. for it to cool off enough to, to do any kind of real yeah. search through the rubble. And remember, a two story house collapsed into a basement. So they would have had to be digging through rubble to find stuff. And remember, George filled it in with five feet of dirt. I think it was like on January 2nd. Yeah. So that was within a week. So there was really never any methodical search done until, what, 1949 when they brought in the the pathologist from Washington, D.C. Yeah, he found four of them. If things hadn't been disturbed, then they should have found it then. They, should, they still could have found the bodies then, yeah. right? Yes. But... Let's be. Let's think about it. They could still find it now. I know. There's no. I mean, five sets of bones mm-hmm. under five feet, under five feet of earth, and under yeah. the rubble of a two-story house. Which, by the way, is should be you know fairly easily. Except now right. you don't know what's been moved around and shifted, and I don't because it, somebody else owns the land and has yes. built a house and stuff like that. But unless unless something's been built on it, though, yeah. there's no reason it can't. Let's get this happening. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's start weird, it going because we're, four years isn't that much time, and mm-hmm. they still owned the land. Yeah. So they, they hired the guy. They after. told him where to excavate and yeah. look. Th- so I would think. That, that, that was thorough. That that person was thorough, and yeah. Yeah. Even if the first one wasn't that thorough. Um, first one wasn't thorough at all. Yeah. And then you know they didn't have the chance to once George filled in the basement with yes. filled in at all moisture. So yikes. But I, mean, I don't know. Okay. So that's Sorry, weird Stacey. that he did that. But I think at that point. He believed the kids were there. I mean, he believed that his children had died. Yeah, and that was essentially a, a, a yeah. gravesite. Yeah. A mass gravesite. Yeah, okay. so it's not, you think, it's not suspicious read that on blog. his part. I, am. I, I, I don't see any. Anyway. I found it. Stacy Horn. Oh, Stacy Horn. Yeah, I, I saw it too, but I don't see any, um, any 
accounting of why it was oh. not why they died there. I, I'm just I just skimmed it. Um, That's in her blog post. But anyway, she it, it does seem odd a little bit that he wouldn't want to recover them and bury them at the time. I mean, as opposed to making the yeah. house site a memorial. I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's not weird. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm assuming they're Catholic and care about ceremony Last and stuff like that. Stuff. But Maurice Sauter was the oldest missing boy. Yes. 14. So, okay. Well, that, I mean, that's, the, that's to me, that's the mystery is that these five kids disappeared off the face of the earth. Even if they died in that fire, it's odd that they're would never were never found and if they didn't die in the fire which I don't think they did yeah then it's um, it is weird because like you said the motivation is the weirdest thing not, none of these the, the theories really fit very very perfectly kidnapping doesn't make no. sense uh, it, just some random mob retribution doesn't make a lot of sense no, trafficking could happen but it's yeah. a weird it's still strange their ages seem a little bit odd for that again the, the eldest up to 14 years old yeah it just seems a little bit weird if that was it, it seems like my gut says it's something more personal and specific to that family happened i just don't know what that was but you would think they would know and uh, because they just wanted yeah well, their children back and you know like what george said 20 years later before <coughs> he died I just want to know what happened to them. If they're if they're dead, fine. You know, if they died in the fire, fine. But he didn't have the evidence for that. I don't know. It, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that they um, it wasn't something specific and personal. Yeah. Just because just because he didn't know who it was. He had multiple enemies. He doesn't know which one acted upon in this in this weird, strange way. Yeah. It is why that I mean that and and we can't completely discount that they died in the fire. No, that's, there's a there's a fragment of a possibility of that's true. I and just, that's what this NPR reporter said. You know, everything that she, you know, in her investigation led her to believe they probably did die in the fire, but she felt horrible coming to that conclusion. But she also said she could be convinced otherwise too. Yeah. You know, she, it, it's it's kind of the easiest conclusion to come it to. Is. Yeah, it's the most obvious. Of course, they died in the fire, but it's all the other weird stuff. That happened, you know, the ladder not being there, yeah. the cars not that, that, starting, yeah. the phone line being cut. Yeah, the oh, people. The, one of the things was the the wrong phone call. They they tracked down the woman who made the phone call, and she admitted, yeah, she just dialed the wrong number. Huh. That's fine. So, that's that's fine. I mean, that's but, not that's not one of the weirdest. No, that's not one. Yeah, of the, the insurance the guy it's is the, the weirdest. He's not yeah. even that. I think it's the cars and the ladder. Yeah, being the weirdest. That's if true. If we oh, trust yeah, him and true. say the ladder was always right there and it's gone, that's odd specifically because you would expect to, to, that to be used in a rescue. Yeah, and then the yeah. cars being yes. uh, the trucks being disabled is also odd because again you would want to use that to get out. I mean, it's possible it was something where that that wasn't necessarily the the, the plan. Otherwise, there was going to be some kind of attack or action on the Sauter family on the house on that night, and it wasn't a hundred percent clear what they're going to do. And then yeah. when they jumped in, when they started the fire and they ran into the first story, or, or, or maybe the kids, the kids were ran away. out of the house. Exactly. That's what I was just saying. And all of a sudden, they, they have these five kids in their midst. I'm talking about the attackers. These five yeah. kids ran out of the house right into their arms. They improvised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, in that case, they were most likely killed. Almost certainly killed within yeah. probably the next day. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Either way, them kids did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they were taken to hotels like, what do we do with these kids? Yeah. We, didn't, we didn't expect to do this. 
uh, what do we do? We expected to kill the entire family in in a fire. That's the retribution. Yeah. That that brings us back to it was when it, you know it could be a mob thing. Yeah. Like, maybe things like that, and they just took the kids and like, what do we do? Got to kill them. Yeah. So yeah, that I, I, that just jumped to mind number one. Yeah, what me too. To them. And the pictures, and, and obviously the things like I saw Martha in a convent in St. Louis. That's just yeah. that's ridiculous. So, yikes. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the mysterious solder. It is a mystery. Children. It des- I, that's one that d- literally des- I think deserves to be a a mystery. We'll never know the answer. In all likelihood, everybody who was part of it is dead, mm-hmm. and so it will live on in infamy forever wow. and ever. Well, thank you, Carrie. That You're was welcome, Dean. Uh, uplifting and spiritual. Aaron, would you agree that's uh, spiritual? And would you like to say that word? I have a speech impediment that prevents me from pronouncing that. <laughs> Only when it's convenient. Yeah, yeah. How? Seems like you it. Can, uh, shut the fuck up. Well, maybe no, you well do. Said. Well said. <sighs> that was actually oh well announced, 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 bedated. Maybe I have a speech <laughs> impediment. <laughs> I like announced, bedated. Enunciate. You actually did that. Good diction, bitch. Where's that speech impediment now? Your diction is foo poof. You. <laughs> That was well done, too. But head. Oh, well done. That's good. Okay. Thank you, Carrie. Until next time. <laughs> Sorry. Until next time. Yeah. Fuck up at. Yeah, tell us. Tell us, Carrie. Weirdworldpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Weirdworldpodcast on Facebook, website, and Instagram, and Weirdworldpod on Twitter. And pay. Oh, wait. Weirdworldpodcast on Patreon. Patreon. Okay. The French version. Okay. See you guys. Next time. Bye. Bye. Love you. Thanks for listening. Love you.